Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Goodgirl, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Kaze, Clockwork Dork, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B., Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R, Christopher, Kilted Sir, Sam, Firegood and his good boy Grant, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Jay Swizz, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, Blown Deuce, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Christina, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, and Harley Chick. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Warning. The information shared in this episode is for educational purposes only. We want to give you some basic information about Sharps Play in the hopes that it will perhaps pique your interest, not, in learning even more. <laughs> Peanut gallery, quiet. Just what? read what you're supposed <clears throat> to read. I Ed, gave you sorry. a script. Not sorry. The information we will share today really isn't sufficient for you to just go out and try this stuff. Really, it's not. We highly recommend taking in-person classes and or finding a person slash mentor to help you truly learn the safest way to play. Remember, we are not medical professionals. We are just two kinky ladies with medical play fantasies. But we got that serious stuff out of the way. Yeah, well, semi-serious because I had to throw my two cents in there. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, now that we did that first part, now we got a trigger warning. Yeah. Yeah. Let's okay. talk about that. Right. We are discussing needles, staples, and sutures in this episode. <laughs> part of that discussion includes talking about blood, mm. since blood will probably happen during all three types of play. If you wish to skip the episode because the discussion or thought of blood is too much for you. Doki doki. Dara. Sit the fuck back down. You do not to get out of this one. Why? Because uh... somebody, you're going to have to listen to it. And some, somebody points out you get to listen to it twice. Yeah, ah! once in the doing and once it's in the, the editing. editing. Motherfucker. Okay. Who was that? Rory? Yeah. Fucker. My new favorite person. Fucker. I know. <laughs> if you need to skip this episode, I'll judge you, but I'll totally understand. Okay, no, but I, I can't. And I... then we'll see you back next week. Rara, put the fucking rope down. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Have we now gone through all the important, sufficient warnings? No. If Rara. No. <clears throat> She's already discombobulated because right. this is messing with her head. I'm also hungry. Yeah. It, but I just ate. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's my final warning. 
If Dara faints during the recording of this episode, please just leave her there. <laughs> Do not try to revive. Until the episode is over. Until the episode is over. And Rara can just pretend like this is alive and it's fine. Leave her alone. We. Dara wants to know if I was okay. It's like, yes, we're talking about something I love. I am so okay. Dude, I'm asking if you're okay because this recording session has probably set a record for the longest <laughs> we've ever recorded. But I'm feeling invigorated because we are going to be talking about needles, sutures, and staples. Oh, my. <laughs> Ooh. We're in my happy place. We're in my happy place. We're in my hellscape. I know. Which is also my happy place. <laughs> God fucking damn it. It's going to be okay. Because we're only talking about things. I'm not actually showing you anything. Okay, so there's no pictures involved in this? Not yet, but I can get them if you need me to. Stop dancing with excitement, okay? <laughs> Motherfucker, this is going to be the worst episode ever. <laughs> Robert's like, yes, it is. It's going to be great. I love it. All right. So what we're talking about, these three kinks really fall into the broader category of sharps. I like sharpies. You can use sharpies. For, well, no, you really don't want to put that and then pierce through the skin. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not what I was talking about. Okay. All right. Calm down. Just like the colors. Just, just sit there and look pretty. Okay. I can do that. Okay. So needles, which you might also hear people referred to as play piercing, cool. is basically sticking hypodermic needles through the skin. And it is temporary. Better be. Then you have sutures, which is what people think of when you talk about stitches. And that is sterile surgical thread that goes through your skin. Usually you use those to close wounds, but in BDSM, we just use them to decorate the bottom and have fun. <laughs> the looks have started. <laughs> you told me to sit here and look pretty. That's what I'm trying to okay, do. That's not that look is not a pretty look. That is a I want to fucking kill you look. <laughs> yeah. Now there's nothing pretty about that. Feels pretty to me. <laughs> Feels pretty good. It's petty, but not pretty. Put I, the R back in. Oh, I thought you said sit there and be petty. No. Oh. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> God. It's gonna be a long episode this way. You wanted to do this fast. Trying to rush through this so that... But you also want help so you don't have to continuously talk the entire time. No, I this am one trying I got. to interject. Listen, I'm be... already worried because you insisted upon eating beforehand. So now if you start to gag, like stuff can Woman, come up. if I didn't eat, I would have passed out for reals. Talk about predicament play. <laughs> <laughs> if I vomit all over the equipment, Your choice is vomiting or passing out. Which one? Oh, what a wonderful choice. <laughs> so fantastic <laughs> and then of course there's staples of course which is inserting medical staples emphasis on the medical into the body yeah no office supplies people even i know that well in fairness i took at winter fire three years ago a class about staples and they were okay with using actual like office grade staplers, but for the purposes of this very beginner episode, we are not going to be doing that. No, no. I'm shaking my head. No. Dar's glaring at me and I'm shaking my head. No. Do not. Unless you are an expert, which please, please, just because you listen to this episode does not make you an expert. Hell no. We're not experts. No. 
We're just really good at re- well, Rara's just really good at research. Well, and I, I took a class. More than That's one true. class. I That's took true. several classes on this. Hey, when do you want me to tell you about um me being next to the Staple Sutures blood play area? Oh, at talk Risque. about it right now. Right now? Is that a right good now. time? Now's good. Okay. It's always a good time to talk about this stuff. So in all fairness, I was about to be straight up next to that station. And I but I didn't end up being in next to that station because they were like okay so is this okay for you and originally <laughs> do they not know you no they don't they don't know about the whole phobia thing and originally so they were going to put me over there and I said look as long as I have a wall plug I'm I don't care like I was just going to not look in that direction and then we figured out that the wall plug over there wasn't great and then I said and also the darker the better because you know my shit lights up Light them up, up, And the sutures area needs more light. Yeah, learning curve always has like one of those miners lights on their head. So they keep that area fairly well lit. And then they were like, okay, you need a darker corner. So what they ended up doing was putting me over by the photo area. Oh, okay. The other corner. The other corner. So nobody puts Dar in a corner. Well, they did. Bastard. Right? But that was great, actually. I kind of liked the spot. Even okay. though I wasn't right up front, which I normally really, really like being the first one that people see, because it's like, I put on a show. Let's Why face did it. they move you? What did they put over in that spot? A vendor oh. that is only there for December. But oh, they so you'll get your spot back I'll in January? Get my spot back. Okay. But they didn't know that he had a full stand that he brought with him ah. that was putting stuff. I mean, like, I talked to one of our other, the other vendor that's there like all the time, the one that does the chain mail, adore him. And he and his wife were like, yeah, they weren't really expecting all that. Gotcha. And then everything had to be rearranged. I walked into absolute chaos last night. But so even though I wasn't right next to the sutures, one thing that I did not know that they did um, there were a bunch of people that were getting sutures and then was going- it really sutures? Because I didn't think anybody else did sutures. But me. What? No. Well, needles, needles, I guess. Mostly Learning Curve does needles. I think as far as I know, at least at Risque, because it's a wide range of experience. Right. So far, as far as I know, and I could be wrong, uh, I'm the only one who does sutures. But it was really interesting because several people scheduled their needle scene and then immediately after scheduled a photo scene. Right. So, and I didn't know they did this. So I, I had a bottom on the table and the bottom and I hear this really loud shout. Out of the way. No, make a hole. Make a hole. Oh make yeah, a that's hole. what they. They kept yelling, make a hole. And we were like, what hole? What are we talking about? Like what's going on? Yeah. And it turns out that they were, they had a DM, a security person was making the hole. Then the person who had the suit. The needles. Needles was behind them and then learning curve was behind them. I've made that path many times. Right. I didn't know this even happened. Surprise. Yeah. So like I every once in a while was getting quite the eyeful of metal shit in people's bodies. Lucky you. I'm so jelly. (laughs) Yeah. So like, see, normally I don't notice any of this stuff because when I have another side, (laughs) no, not even that, because I'm so laser fucking focused on the bottom on my table. I missed a goddamn scene last time that I really wanted to watch because I had somebody on my table and I was so hyper focused on them, which is, you know, as it should should be. be. (sighs) 
Anyway, so that's my story of being near needles. And that's about as close as she'll ever get to them. Basically, yeah. Just watching from afar and trying not to look. Now, Sharps falls within the blood play category, but it's just one part of it. Blood play is about anything that is done with the purpose of spilling blood, using blood. So it ca- Sharps counts as blood play, but you've also got knife play, assuming you actually car- cut, carving. Ah! What I do is spiked paddles, vampirism, sex during a person's period, blood cupping, and more. So that is all the, the broad category of blood play. I did the period thing once. I lost my virginity that way. That made a mess. Yeah, no, that was not, it did not feel sanitary. We, there was a lot to clean up. Yeah. Like I did, that was not enjoyable. So this particular episode is really just going to be about sharps. Though we are going to, are you ready for this? I don't know, Darf, you need to turn off your headphones so you don't hear this part. I'll still hear you. I know. We are going to include some blood play pathogen safety. As well, because some blood is going to happen when you use sharps. I'm not responding. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm just, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to have my eyes closed. I'm just going to let this torture wash over me. And then I will go home and not think of you for a week. Aren't I meeting your emotional masochism kink, though? No, this is pushing a limit. Doing it is pushing a limit, but even hearing about it? I don't know. I haven't really decided yet. (laughs) Depends on the day of the week. Yeah, I'll let you know if I throw up. All right. Uh, you don't have to let me know. I'll see it. No, I'll just be like, yo, I'm going to vomit. I should have brought the garbage over. <laughs> yeah, instead we get this pretty pink carpet. All right. All right. So the story of how I got into all of this, considering once upon a time, these were all hard limits for me. Which just goes to show, never say never. <laughs> never. 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 For me personally, never. Right. It actually started, I opened my mind to the possibility of doing this thanks to Simple Beauty and Stormy. Of course. Right? Simple Beauty loved this kind of shit and Stormy was uh, her needle top. And I would watch their scenes and I would watch how careful and precise Stormy would be and I would watch how much joy that Simple Beauty was getting out of these. And I decided, what the fuck? Let's just try this, right? I mean, I don't have a needle phobia. You couldn't have gone through as many fucking medical procedures as I've done at this point with with a needle phobia. And I decided to do it. And because, again, it's me. The first time I did needles, I did 32 or 34 needles. Fucking what? On a bruise because I was told it would bleed more. And at the time, that the dom that I had at the time was into blood. I must have been upstairs for that. I don't think you were at that party because that was, um, it was at my dungeon, but it wasn't my party. It oh, was. yes. Got it. Right. It was a femdom party. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, so I did it and I went, I like this. Yeah. So I started to do needles more often. Then again, Simple Beauty, I saw her doing staples and I thought, I want to try that. And she topped for staples. So she started topping me for staples and I thought, I can do all sorts of pretty things with this. So I like this. But I never thought I could do sutures. 
Uh, I'm going to blame Winter Fire for this. I, uh, well, Simple Beauty had already started to do some suture work with her dom at the time. And I still thought I'll never do this. And then I took classes at Winter Fire and I went, I can do this. I want to do this. And then Dara's fault. What I fucking do? I went to Risque to support you. Oh. Fully intending to do needles. And then spoke to Learning Curve and found out that they did sutures. And they were excited to finally have somebody who was willing to let them do sutures on them. And so, yeah, that's how I got into it. And now I've started topping. I've been topping for staples for a while. Finally started topping for needles. And uh, once I master the needles, I'll move on to topping for sutures. But I'm not there yet. I cannot even imagine why I'm still sitting here. How are we friends, right? I don't. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, all we have is Harry Potter TRs. That's, <laughs> That's it. it. Disney. Disney. Oh, you did send me that really awesome video that TikTok this morning of people getting slapped because they didn't know Disney songs. Yeah. And I went, fuck yeah, we're totally playing that. Totally. You need except, to do that at your next little event. Except. Yeah. I don't think we should use pillows. Well, you got, what you can do is. Choose a variety of implements, and each person picks out, and therefore yeah. consents to which it, one it they may be hit with. It has to be more BDSM. Yeah, but you can do that at your next little event. We, we don't welcome. have to save it for a littles party. It can be literally any party. That's true. It's not like it's not just littles. I'm that sensing like a party theme for 2023. I'm thinking we should do that. We should. Oh my god, we should just have a fucking Disney party. Okay. You want to do it at my house? It's up to you. Whatever. We're gonna do it. All right. So I like this episode better now. Do you got it? All right. So the basic age old question that I know Dara is probably asking. Why, why the fuck <laughs> do you do this? I know you love to know the whys. Not this time. No, you <laughs> psycho. What is that song about psycho? Huh? This is a song with the psycho. Oh, the psycho. Yeah, right? yeah, I know. I know. I know it. I just can't brain. Oh, my God. That's what happens when you've been recording as long as you've been recording. Yeah, no, shit just pops in your right. head and you have no idea what's happening after that. Yeah, no, I got right. you. So Is it a Lady Gaga song? No. Why am I thinking? Okay, whatever. Okay. Well, when you do them, they take you through an entire range of human emotions. They can be sensual, cathartic, spiritual, erotic, and beautiful. Isn't that why people watch like The Notebook? I wouldn't call that erotic, would you? I don't okay. fucking know. All right. I've never seen it. <laughs> so why do I personally love to do them? I can answer that. All right, go ahead. Because you're a prick. I'm sorry? Prick. Why do you love to be pricked? No, Kay. because personal responsible, yeah. like, because you're an insane person and don't like SSC because it doesn't really apply to you because you're just nuts. Therefore, you go with prick. So... Well, SSC is problematic for a whole lot of reasons. I know, but... because you're nuts and... Well, there's two main reasons that I like doing it, okay? <laughs> One is the challenge. I like to push myself. If I've done A one week, I want to do B the next time. And I find it very cathartic to give myself a challenge and then basically conquer it. Uh, yeah. Didn't we go over that in the masochist episode where you were like, this is why you, you used yeah. to run? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... It really is. To, I feel like I've climbed Mount Everest and yay me. <laughs> I've done it. You've come up with something and I beat it. Mm-mm. Okay. And then this one you might understand even a little more. I love the drama. 
Nope, that I get. <laughs> that I get. As an exhibitionist and as a princess, I really appreciate the wow factor that totally, this shit brings. Totally fucking understand. Right? It's exactly the reason I do electro. I mean, like, I literally electrocute my own skin for a show. Yeah. You know, as somebody with, with a very strong praise kink, when I'm sitting there and people are just like, oh, my God, wow, you're a badass. It's like, thank you. Thank you very much. No, no, keep keep the compliments coming. Yeah, praise kink activated. Right? Let's go. <laughs> so for me, that's why I do it. It's not that. I mean, does it hurt? Fuck yeah. Some spots hurt more than others. And here's the funny thing. I am, the more it hurts, the quieter I am. What? Yeah, I internalize the pain. Okay. So the more it hurts, the quieter, quieter I am. Quieter. Yeah. So if it's really hurtful, I'm quieter. <laughs> you are the quieter rest? Yes. <laughs> and why would you never, and I feel safe, pretty safe saying never in regard to you and Sharps. Do you think you would ever change your mind or this is probably going to be a hell no till the day you die? I'm going to probably have to go with hell no <laughs> to the day I die because it's for me, it's not just blood squicks me out. It's like it's I know a, body fluids, bodily <laughs> fluids in general do more than squick me out. I have <clears throat> actual trauma. I, I don't even think you know this story. I have actual like medical trauma uh, associated with needles. Okay. Um, remember how I told you that the really the the phobia isn't so much the blood; it's things underneath my skin. Yeah, and moving. Part of that comes from the scene from the Mummy where you got the scarabs like crawling underneath oh, the skin. Oh God! Star Trek Two: The Worm in the Ear. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, those. When I was younger, yeah, they fucking freaked me out. That's part of it. But when I was uh, 15, I don't I don't actually know that you know any of this, come to think of it. Ooh, something new. Like, legit. We've been ha friends for how long? Yeah. Um, How familiar are you with, like, the arthritis that I have in my joints? I just know you have it. Okay, so you just know about the knees. Yeah. Okay, so in both my wrists, I have really, really weakened ligaments and arthritis. Um, so my wrist joints, especially on my right arm, the, the it, they just pop out of joint. I could be turning the page of a book or washing dishes. Any motion that rotates, mm -hmm. my wrist will pop out of the joint. Ill. And I've gotten to the point where I'm actually pretty good, damn good at popping it back in. Double ill. Say something that squicks you out and I have no problem with it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn, it popped again. There's been days... Where I didn't know that either my knee or my wrist were out of joint. And I've just been carrying on. this hurt? Oh, no. There's something weird going on. And I'm like, oh, squeeze. It's back to normal. But like now my leg or my arm is numb mm -hmm. because whatever reason. So but when I was 15, they were trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. So I had to get a contrast MRI. Have you ever had one of those? Not an MRI, but I've had a contrast CT. Maybe it was a CT. It was a contrast something. It's where they stick ink yeah in okay so they were putting the ink in between my bones okay because that's where they had to look right they stuck the needle through my wrist into between my wrist bones okay and those are pretty tightly held together yep i felt my bones move i felt the fucking needle move 
Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I felt the ink inside me move. Okay. I was at the point where my mom was holding my face behind me. I had one nurse on one side holding me down and the other one was holding my arm so that the doctor could or the tech or whoever could get the needle in. When I was seven and broke my arm, they tried to numb my entire arm in the doctor's office so they could set it in the doctor's office instead of making me do surgery. Right. Again, felt every single fucking needle going in. I swear to you, I felt it moving around. Full-blown panic attack. And everybody was like, stop being a baby. I was fucking freaking the hell out. And they were like, stop being a baby, which made it worse. Yeah, medical trauma when you don't have understanding people. Yeah, no, they were horrible. So seven, 15, and then some literally daily blood draws for a straight week a year ago. Fuck no. Ah, see, it was it was my constant blood draws that got me over my dislike of needles. I just because I just got so used to it. I'm I I can't I can't look at it. I had I've had one nurse. I actually started requesting her when I went in for that weekly blood draw mm-hmm. thing. I was like, dude, can you just do it? Can I'll wait. I will fucking wait for that one. But then, of course, I couldn't wait, and they gave me somebody. I I looked at her and I was like, are you new? Like, what are you fucking doing? And this was last year. See, but this is the difference between you and I, because I get people to do this. And first, my favorite question is always, are you afraid of needles? <laughs> no. And I, I answer immediately, right. yes, yes, I, I am. Laugh. I'm like, no. But then I'm sitting there going, okay, so listen, I have what's called rolling veins. You're going to think you know exactly where my vein is. It's fooling you. No, it doesn't. It's going to move. So the best bet is if you use this needles, do this. They're like, okay, thank you. Mm-mm. And then I, ha- oh, I had for the first time. I had strange things happen with my IVs this last time that had never happened before. So now I've got even more information. It's great. Okay. So on my right arm, I've got shy veins. Mm-hmm. And so they were doing it on my left arm pretty much every single day that week. Yeah. They always want to do my left arm. And then I go, no, you don't. I'm like, no, there's a perfect vein there. I said, no, it isn't. <laughs> yeah, no. I. But I, I'm at the point where, and they see my medical records and how many times I've been there. They go, oh, you must know what you're talking yeah, about. I'm like, you yeah, think? just go ahead. No, but like that was literally twice the trauma with needles and I've never, I am almost 40 years old. Yeah. I remember every second. Oh goodness. Of that. And I just, I can't, I have never been able to shake it. Oh, I'm sorry. So yeah. So you're never ever going to do this and that's fine. Probably Maybe we'll get not. you to staples. It's different. Are you anyway, serious? I'm- that's still shit under my skin. Yeah. And if I move, it'll move. Only if you're lucky. Um, all right, so where can you put all of these things? Nowhere. Oh, uh, on you. On me. Okay. Okay. Your needles, you can, generally speaking, you can pierce any fleshy area of the body, such as the back, the torso, upper arms, thighs, and calves with minimal risk. You want to avoid skin areas that lack any meat between the skin and the bones or any area that's got nerve centers close to the skin surface. So that's going to include your face, your neck, elbows, knees, feet, and hands. Duh. Okay. Boobs are great because boobs are fatty and meaty. Um, staples, basically, again, you want to stick to the fleshy area as a best practice. But I've seen people do them in the face, including their mouth, their ears, and more. <sighs> what? Well, these are medical staples. Think about that. If you if you have a cut on the top, they would... St- 
they could use the staples to close it. I know people have had like surgery on their skulls and the staples are used to close the skulls. I know, I'm so sorry. I'll just keep going. And sutures, of course, are going to be the same as staples. Uh. All right. Keep in mind, what we are talking about is bare minimum. This is for the beginner. Some stuff, the more advanced folks can and are happy to do. And again, it comes down to your risk factors. Because keep in mind, you are going to end up with marks. You will have scabs because they've literally put a hole in your body. And you will have scabs. And if you have them in places that are easily visible, you may very well having to explain yourself to folks. That happened to Simple Beauty. She did, I don't remember if she did needles or um, staples, uh, like right above her eye. And it ended up, of all things, giving her a black eye, which now she had to cover with makeup. And, you know, now she's looking like she's a victim of DV because she's trying God. to hide bruises on fa face. Anyway. All right. So, let's, so what kind of supplies do you need for all three activities? Well, let's start with gloves. All right. Preferably non-latex because you got people like Dara who have allergies. Yeah, no, please don't do that. There is something called, and I may not be saying it right, but nitrile. N-I-T-R-I-L-E. Nitrile? Nitrile gloves. I don't know how to pronounce okay. that either. And you can get those right on Amazon. They're really easy. I, I have them in pink <laughs> and black. And ideally, you also want them powder free. Because your hands are going to get sweaty in there, and there's nothing grosser than having sweaty hands in powder gloves. You're going to need a sharps container. And keep in mind, you cannot just dispose of a sharps container in your trash. Nope. No, you cannot. I know that one. Right? You have to, you have to find a place that will accept it. And it's you an can. It's actual biohazard. Yeah. Uh, you're going to want some sterile gauze pads, some banjo sip, uh, scissors. You're going to want antiseptic solution to both prep and clean up after. So the bare minimum alcohol wipes that you can get. You can also use... Um, the alcohol with the with the um, cotton pads and all that. Uh, the next level would be what's called BZK towelettes, and I'm going to destroy the name here. The who what ben now? Benzalkonium chloride. Actually, I don't think you did too bad. I, yeah. And then finally, like top level is something called chloroprep, which is what I got to use during my Blood Play 102 class. Those were very cool, but they are more expensive. And this can get to be an expensive hobby if you want, if you do it. Uh, you I mean, think about it. Everything in kink is a yeah, really expensive but hobby. Unlike my flogger, which I can use on anybody and everybody and just clean it in between. Everything that I use for this with the ex needs to be fresh for every person. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Right? That would get very expensive. Um, and do not use calvicide on a person's skin, folks. So... Same thing with like bleach or some of these other cleansers. They're not meant for the body. They're meant for things. You're going to want needle nose pliers in case, like I had happen, you get things stuck. Remember my story yep. My story about the staples, right? Yep. Tweezers. Not happy with that one. Sorry. Tweezers, adhesive bandages, EMT shears, chucks. Those are like your bare basic minimum just to get started. This is nuts. Well... I, we're also giving you best practices here on this. Uh, it's going to come down to each person's individual risk profile. 
And we just want to give you like best practices in this episode. All right, so got to do the star. I'm sorry, we got to talk about basic body fluid safety. I'm going to go sit over there. Okay. Um, assume that even touching body fluids will kill you. Yes, that I agree with. Okay, you're right. I knew you would like that yes. one. Okay, I'm back. I'm okay, listening, I swear. You. Protective barriers are your friend. Yes. So far so good? Yeah, no, this is great. This is great shit. Change your gloves often. Yes. You can never change them enough. I like this. This is okay. good. Keep going. Clean up blood immediately. Uh, uh, because somebody might accidentally look in that direction and you don't want them to see it. Yes. Okay. I'm good there. Oh, I'm yes. Good. I got her with Clean me. it. Clean, 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 right? clean. Take care to prevent injuries. So don't, yeah. so don't put unused supplies. Don't put used supplies back in with clean supplies. <laughs> no. Don't manually handle used equipment. And then make sure you dispose of your equipment properly. So only the sharp stuff goes into the sharp container. Yes. And then everything else, if it's got any blood in it, put it in. I recommend like a Ziploc bag, seal it up so nobody else can touch the blood stuff. Yep. Okay. Did you know that there is a proper way to take off your gloves? Yes. And we're going to talk about it. Okay. Good. Because I know this. I know that one. Oh, good. Well, when we get to that, you can talk about it if you want to. Uh, Wait, what? Okay, that I can do. Okay, Okay. yes. So once you do anything that can result in blood, which with Sharps is a guarantee, you really need to be aware of blood-borne pathogens. So that's why I wanted to make sure this was included in this episode. Dara's going to take a little nap over there in the corner. Yep. And I'm going to discuss all this. I'm going to find a game to play over here on my phone. All right. I'll I'll wake you up when you need to come back in. Thank you. All right. So basically, blood-borne pathogens are any... My infection micronism in the human blood that can cause disease in humans. So your examples are Hep B, Hep C, HIV, and the one that you really have the greatest risk of, and that is MRSA. And MRSA is that nasty, like flesh-eating thing. Oh, I'm so glad Dar's not listening. Now the reality is that no, I, I fucking heard that. Oh, yeah. sorry. I have headphones on. There's sorry. no getting out of oh, this. Oh, that's right. And you're going to have to listen to it when you edit it, too. Yeah. So sorry. All right. Anyways, but here's some good news for you, Dar. Ready? The reality is that the odds are in your favor that you will not actually get any of these from a sharp scene. But the risk isn't zero. So can I say the thing? What's the thing? <laughs> May the odds be ever in your favor. There you go. <laughs> if that made you happy and smile during this episode, it made do me it. feel better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. But the risk isn't zero. So you really want to do whatever you can to help your odds. Now, the chain of infection, here's the scientific part. Ready? The chain of infection is made up of six different links. So breaking any link in that chain can stop the transmission of infection. So that's why we're going to give you all these ideas to help. Make sure that you break these links. I'm just so incredibly impressed that you're talking science. Right? I know. It's for science. You hate science. I hate science. But I love this. So if it means... (laughs) Okay. As as Nadia and I said in the last episode, even if you're the bottom, you should know this stuff. Yes. Because A, it will help you vet your tops. Because they should fucking know this shit. So why the fuck do I need to know this shit? Because we're friends and you're my co-host 
and you get upset if I don't include you in stuff? Ah, well, that might need to change. <laughs> Friends and co-hosts, we can we can remain, but um, I think I might start questioning the last bit there. <laughs> All right, and it's you can also help as the. Uh, as the bottom, be another set of eyes making sure that this whole process is followed through. So basically, in a perfect world, and we're going to try to make our little sharps world as perfect as possible, you want to follow what they call in the biz, the medical biz, the aseptic technique. I know, there's some real technical stuff here. I don't, okay. okay. So the aseptic technique is the procedure that medical staff use to help prevent the spread of infection. Your goal is to reach asepsis, which is basically that is an environment free of harmful microorganisms. I like this. All right. Here's some of the best ways that you can do that. One, make sure that you are using the proper disinfectant to maintain a clean and sanitary work environment and make sure you're using it correctly. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Two, make sure that anything that you're using on multiple people, for example, let's say a shears, right? That that needs to be clean. Three, have plenty of gloves available because you will need to change them often. And again, we'll talk a little bit later about proper technique for changing of the gloves. Which I actually know. Okay. And four, make sure you are properly disposing of contaminated supplies. Okay, so far so good. All right. Yes. So the first thing you want to do when you get ready to do a sharp scene is set up your work area. And there's a, a, there's a way to do that to try to maintain that aseptic environment. Okay. Get out everything you're going to need so that you're not pulling out supplies and touching when your gloves are dirty. Okay. Set up your chucks out on your work surface so that you can put all the supplies on that work surface that you know is clean because it should be a brand new chucks. Do not reuse the chucks, please. Oh my God. Right? No. And then you're going to create what we call a circle of clean. So picture your chucks and your stuff's laid out. You're going to want to have on the, assuming that the, the circle of clean is set up to the right of your bottom. I'm trying to show, visualize this for you since we're audio here. Okay. I don't want to visualize it. There's no blood involved in this visualization. Okay. Okay? The, oh, circle of clean. Clean, circle clean, of clean. clean right? Nice and clean, 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 clean. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. I'm trying. I'm trying to make this funny for you. That, okay. Okay. Well, actually, that kind of worked because now I've got that song stuck in my head. There and I don't go. have to pay okay. attention to what you're saying. So and the most right of your circle of clean is going to be all your clean and unused supplies. So the stapler which the medical stapler, which is still in the package unopened, the staple remover, which is in the package unopened, new needles that are in the package unopened. And that's important because remember, once you open, it's contaminated, it's contaminated, right? Any extra gauze, extra gloves, anything that you might need in your middle section is what we call the working section. And that's the things that you're actually in the process of using and that you're going to touch. So that's where you've got your disinfectants that you're using on the body. That's where, let's say, you have a medical pen that you're using to mark on the body if you're making decorative art. That's where you have needles where the package has been 
opened so it makes it easy for you to pull out, right? And then on the left of the circle of clean are the dirty shit, the tools that you have used and are either going to dispose of or need cleaning. So your used gauze pads, the used covers from the needles, the packaging that the needles that you used came from, the disinfectant towelettes that you've used, and that's also where your sharp container goes. Now, did you know that one that probably the most disgusting thing on your working area is the sharps container? Yeah, probably. You don't want to ever actually touch that and then touch the person. So like the first time you touch the sharps container, if it's, and you can keep reusing a sharps container. So let's say you've got one, you're still using it. You put that down on your circle of clean and you're putting it down on the dirty side, change gloves now. And then every time you drop a needle into that, don't touch it. Yeah, There's no. a little opening. You can just drop it in. All right. In your circle of clean, you only go in one direction. You only go from clean through working to dirty. You do not go from dirty to working to clean. Ew. Thank you. That's my point. It's ew. Ew. Right? And once you've moved something from the working section to the dirty section, it will forevermore be in the dirty section until it is either A, resanitized or thrown out. You cannot bring it back into the clean section. You cannot bring it back from the dirty section to the working section. And then change your gloves. And then change the gloves. Well, I mean, you don't do it, so you don't need to change gloves because you're not going to do it. Just, yeah. Just don't. But like, you. All right. If you need to go back to grab something from the clean section, take the dirty gloves off and put clean gloves on. Right there. Here's your part. Here's your ooh, part. Ooh, glove thing. The right way to take off a glove. Okay. Um. See, I made sure there were parts that I could participate in. Yeah, she really did a good job there. <laughs> All right. So I actually learned this at Winter Fire last year. So your gloves are contaminated. They're dirty, even if you can't see it. So what you want to do is you, uh, so I'm like right-handed, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pinch and hold the outside of the glove near the wrist area. So I've got two gloves on right now. I'm going to reach over to the other one and I'm going to pull it. So you peel down and away from the wrist. In the process, you are turning the glove inside out. So this part, most people know how to do. They know that part. The part that I did not know, the part that most people don't know, is when you go to the other hand, the one that's still wearing the glove, and then you have that one hand that isn't covered anymore. Covered anymore. All right. So you're un- you have one ungloved hand. You have one You have one that isn't. So your ungloved hand, you slide your fingers under the wrist of the part of the wrist part of the remaining glove. You do not touch the surface. The outer surface. The outer surface of the other glove. Why? Because it's fucking contaminated. With those bodily fluid star hates. Ah! So you stick your thumb underneath it and you start pulling it out again. Out, 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 away from the wrist. You turn this inside out again. So, but I don't know if I said to put the the part, so the first glove that you took off, you're holding it in the gloved hand. And so you basically make like a little sack and then you just pull it till the whole thing is inside out and you have, it's in your ungloved hand now. And then you put it in the dirty section. Well done, Dara. Bow, bow, yes. Now, if you need to, there are plenty of videos on YouTube to give you a visual demonstration of how to do that. Literally, just Google 
sanitary way to take off gloves. Are, are you are you proud of me? I participated. I am. I bet you. I'm whole- proud of you that you even knew this before you saw the notes. Um. Yeah. Well, because it was a class uh, that I took during uh, Winter Fire last year. On what that would have talked about the gloves anal play. There you go. <laughs> There it is, folks. It was literally anal fisting. There we go. <laughs> well, then, because those gloves are very contaminated. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And just to reiterate, easy for me to say, anytime you touch anything dirty, be it the garbage, the sharps container, you need to change your gloves before touching anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that be blood or shit, because you're doing anal fisting. Well, hopefully they had an enema. Doesn't matter. I'm just, yeah, I know. I get it. But just saying, it's not going to be a whole lot of shit. There's still going to be some shit. Yeah, All you need is one shit. piece of contaminated shit, and it ruins everything. Yeah, shit happens. Exactly. You know what's weird? What? I have no problem with anal play. Right, so shit you're fine with. No. Oh, you're not? I'm not crazy about it. But I'm not, it's not one of those things, like, if it happens, it happens. It's not one of those things where, like, if it's, I see it on the tip of my glove, I'm going to, like, panic. See, I will panic more from shit on the tip of my glove than from blood. Why are we friends? I still don't know. This is an app. <laughs> this is, like, a mantra. We need to hang it in here. Why are we friends? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, a couple things that I did want to just kind of clarify, because most people don't use this terminology properly, and especially when it comes to this kind of play. Let's start with the word sterile, right? The only thing in these situations that are sterile are your staplers, your remover, your needles, the sutures before the packaging is open. When they are sealed tight in the packaging, they are sterile. Once the package is open, it is no longer sterile. And unless by some oddball chance you are doing this in a hospital sterilized session, which we're not. Nope. Nothing is sterile. Okay. What we are working on is sanitized, which basically sanitized is like what we call once you've washed your hands with soap and water. That's sanitized. And you would be amazed at how good just simple hand washing is in preventing the spread of bloodborne pathogens. Now, here's the thing. Let's see if you know this. Do you know, Dara, how long you need to actually properly wash your hands for them to be truly sanitized? Two happy birthdays. Well done. Yep. That's right. 20 to 30 seconds, or as Dara said, you sing happy birthday two full times. And you don't sing it fast. No. You sing it at the normal pace. It's literally happy birthday to you. Mm -hmm. Throw a little ooh in there just for some extra. Make my hands clean for you. <laughs> Make sure that you are washing. I'm, I'm going to like demonstrate this like any of you people can right. see. Right. Like it's but, only me. <laughs> but it helps me think out loud the I proper know. words. Right? Make sure you're getting between your fingers. And if you have long nails like I do on one hand. Yeah. The <laughs> fell off. <laughs> the other hand has broken fingernails. Make sure you are cleaning those fingernails. Like that is one of the areas that is probably the grossest. Yeah. Right? You scratch your hair and you've got like I'm like skin having an itch shit. just thinking about this right now. Oh, so I know. yeah. I know. Right? I'm like I'm actually sitting here like rubbing my feet up against the carpet right now cuz I'm getting squeaky. I'm sorry. Now some people say, "Well, what about hand sanitizer?" We have uh, all these hand sanitizers. 
hand sanitizer is not going to be as good as soap and water. And one of the main reasons is because nobody does the hand sanitizer properly. Yep. You have to let it fully dry before you can even put the gloves on. And here's the thing. It's not one pump and then rub it all over your hands kind of dry and then keep rubbing until it's dry. That actually does jack shit. It's the time that the wet liquid sits on the hands that actually right. does its job. And your hands have to be clean before you can yeah. sanitize. So do you so. know do you know what happens when you when you let it just um so this is something else I learned recently. When you when you put the hand sanitizer on, you rub it, you rub it, you rub it, all you're doing is killing the weak little germies. You are not killing the big bad germies. The big bad germies are still alive because you didn't give it enough time to kill them. Big bad germies will then do whatever germies do. Do they procreate? I, I, I don't know what they do. Multiply. The privacy of their own germ environment is not for me to decide. Big bad germies multiply and they carry their big bad germy genetics. Hey, guess what? This is where we get superbugs from. I'm actually really, really glad that you brought this up because this goes well into my next section, which is the disinfectant. You're welcome. You're, of course. Oh, isn't it the exact same thing, though? Sanitizer and disinfectant are slightly different. Okay. No, no, no. I meant um, what I said about putting the liquid on your hands. Yes. Okay. Well, the reason I'm saying it is, is because, you know, what you need to do is clean the area, right? Like, you don't want this stuff used on the equipment other than, let's say, the table you're on or the chair you're on or whatever. And that's when you use your things like your Clorox wipes or your Lysol or your bleach and water mix. But you need to read the directions carefully because for a most people, right, you kind of wipe it down, you think you're done. Yeah. And that's not how it works. Sometimes you have to let an area dry for like three minutes before you can use, before it's considered disinfected, right? Some products will even tell you specifically, let's say this, uh, this will fight MRSA if... You let the product remain wet on the area you are disinfecting for five minutes. So forget even the drying. It has to be wet for yeah. five minutes and then dry. So once I learned that, I was like, shit, I better make some serious changes to my to my uh, mm -hmm. shit that I do for electro. So now the table is the first thing I wipe down mm -hmm. and I make sure that wipe is the wettest one I can get. And... I let it just air dry. I don't do anything else to it. And I've, I've started to stop my scenes three to four minutes before the next person mm -hmm. so that it has enough time to dry. I've also started bringing cleaning solution and putting it in a cup and then putting my glass and the metal stuff right upside down into that glass. Um, the ones that fit anyway, um, so that they're constantly soaking in this cleaning solution. Yeah. That's why chucks are your friend. I find that you can put these down and have the person sit on them so you know what they're sitting on is clean. And then when they're done, you switch it out for the next person. And that way you have that clean environment for them to be on. All right. Now, so what area should you clean and what should you use on them? Because it's not the same, folks. No. When you're cleaning the area, the equipment, and by equipment, I mean the furniture, okay? Calvicide, Lysol, those are all great. Please read the instructions. They'll tell you what to do. Do not put those on the body. Okay. But you can use Calvicide to clean out your shears and to clean out 
like wash down other equipment like that, but just make sure it's had time to dry. Honestly, you shouldn't even be touching with your hands a wipe with calvicide. Yeah, calv- which by the way, I never knew and I've been using calvicide without, without gloves. No, that's very dangerous. No, it's not you good for your hands. You should not do that. It, it's bad for the skin. On the body, do not use calvicide and Lysol on the body. That again, back to the rubbing alcohol, the BZK towelettes, the chloropreps. There's something called Hibiclines. H-I-B-I-C-L-E-A-N-S, also good, but a lot of these are, um, some of those are a little more expensive than others. Um, How to clean the body. Make sure you're cleaning a bigger area than you think you're going to use because you can always use less. It's really hard once you've cleaned an area to try to go back and use and re-clean other areas again. You wipe in a spiraling section starting from the center. And just go around, and each time you move out a little further. Do not reuse wipes, towelettes, cotton ball swabs, any of that. All right? And the last section of the scientific unfun stuff, let's talk a little bit about cleanup after the scene is over. Right? The bottom should, when at all possible, shower with soap and warm water to clean the skin and clean off anything that's come of it. Exposure to air is going to speed the healing process of most piercing wounds better than using antibacterial ointments and bandages. Um, You were most likely going to get scabs and you just treat them like you would any other scab. You may notice some bruising. It's not abnormal to have some bruising. And then finally, just watch for any signs of skin infection where you're going to have potential redness or swelling or pus. If it's warm to the touch. Sorry, I know this is gross, but this is important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, infected areas are going to feel hotter or warmer to the touch, right? If you notice any signs of those, please seek medical attention. All right, there we go. That was all the scientific unfun stuff that was really, really important. And if I've scared you, good. Because hopefully it means you will make the effort to do all this so that you can make your environment as close to aseptic as possible. It means you'll take it more seriously. Right? Now, look, we're not going to actually get into how to do the needles and the staples and the sutures. Thank God. Because this is, separate from Dara's ickiness, this is audio only. And I personally, as somebody who does all three of those, don't feel that this will be sufficient enough to teach you where I would say, you've learned, now go out and do it yourself. And I don't want to risk that. That, that's just too much risk involved. Um, I want to pique your interest and make you realize, as scary as this sounds, if you know all of the safety stuff, then maybe it'll make you feel a little bit better. You can do something like this. Maybe it'll make you curious and go further. And then go attend a class in person. Go to a convention where they have classes about this stuff. But I'm hoping now that we've gotten this stuff out of the way, we can get into some of the fun stuff and give you ideas to, again, intrigue you enough to take some further classes. This is the part where I go away. Okay. So what can you do with needles, with needles, staples, and sutures? Well, you can do things like I like to do and you make pretty pictures, right? With your needle, you, with your needles, you can have design work where... Because each ne- different size needles come with different colored end caps. So you can use those end caps to make pretty rainbow pictures. You can also take string 
and weave them in and out of the needles to make pretty pictures. Same thing with staples. You can make pretty pictures with staples. I have used staples to create corsets on my body. Um, you can use staples to staple on things like flowers. I did one year for my birthday, I turned myself into a human pinata. And part of that was stapling candy onto my body, right? I took a class where they stapled the bottom's ear together to make them look like they had pointed ears like they were an elf. I actually saw Simple Beauty get her labia stapled together. Yep. I know that I'd call that pretty play, pretty pictures, but okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that's yeah. one that I actually saw and right. then ran the fuck away. Yep. Uh, sutures, of course, that's what I love to do with them is design pretty pictures. I had flowers sutured to my skin so it looked like I had a necklace. I had a spider web done with the with the thread of the sutures. I have done, I had a heart sewn into my leg with beads from them. So you can do pretty, pretty pictures with that. Another thing you can do with all of this is predicament play, right? I had once where I had strings stapled from my thighs to my breasts. If I kept my legs and I was laying down, if I kept my legs up, then the staples didn't pull, but my stomach muscles hurt. If I lay my legs back down so my stomach muscles could take a rest, then it pulled on the staples and it hurt more. So it's really fun. You're fucking batshit. You know that? You were there for that. I was? Oh, yeah. We did it at a party. I must not have been in the basement area then. Maybe. Um, I saw somebody take duct tape. They put duct tape down, put the staple down the duct tape, put another piece of duct tape over the staples, and then ripped the whole thing off like a zipper. Ah, warn me. That was my ears. Warn again. me that you're going to say shit like that. It's right there in the notes. Am I looking at the notes I right now? I'm not responsible for that. I'm trying to fucking hide. Okay. Um, as I said, I like to do corsets and I do a lot with corsets where I staple, um, especially down my thighs and then put ribbons through to make corsets. My favorite thing is to do that and then go top for an impact scene. So I get the fun of topping. But every time I move and pull my thighs, the staples pull on me. So I get a bite of pain. So I win. I just win. Yeah, I know. Um, I know uh, somebody who used staples to staple their mouth shut. I was just thinking, I bet Daddy Jay would like to do that to me sometimes. Yeah. I'll let him know it's an idea. Um, <laughs> Simple Beauty loved to staple the top of her breast skin to the bottom of her breast skin so her nipples would be hidden. Yeah, I know. Which 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 part are you knowing? Like the whole me freaking out part yeah, or just part. the her crazy part? The both. Yeah. Because as I said, I like to make pretty pictures. I've also seen with needles and staples, her labia lips shut. So different fun things. Um, and then of course you can use any and all of these for pain play. You can do put the needle in through the skin and out, into the skin and out. Every time you put the needle through the skin, it dulls the point a little bit. So the more times you weave the needle in and out, the more painful it gets. You can put the needles in and then twist them. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud of you. You're doing really, really well with this episode. I'm, I'm really proud of you. I'm hanging off the side of the chair. 
You're doing this. You got this. No. Listen, we're on page six of my seven pages of notes. No, we're almost done. We're almost we're done. Almost we're done. Almost you done. got this. You can do this. Okay. And then I can go home. Right? You I can feel like take, I'm being held hostage. I know. You can take needles and like crisscross them into like X type patterns. So you've got to go over or and under other needles. And then you push down on those. Some people call, call those endorphin buttons. Or you can also call them pain buttons. oh my god god someone get me out of here please i know i was supposed to do a scene it's been postponed but it will happen that is going to utilize needles staples and sutures in some decorative manner as Dar and I have talked about, which she said she would actually be interested in doing this. Believe it or not. Right? Having lights uh, uh, sutured onto my body, and then she would electro me into the lights lighting up. Yeah. The only reason that I'm okay with this is because it involves electro. And right. It sounds like a really whacked out kind of scene. Yeah. Daddy J, our friend Bobby, and I did a scene where I put staples into Bobby's back. Then we threaded um, um, it was copper wire copper wire through them and then electrified them. We did take a picture of that. I we think. did. It's how I got my very, very first TikTok account, Thanos. Yeah. TikTok didn't like that. No. It didn't even make it past this. Like it didn't even make it for anybody to see. The sensors corded immediately and I was out of there. It's all good. Now, a couple of things to remember. When you're playing with staples and sutures, you can actually leave those in the skin for quite a few hours without any problems. I have done where I put staples in and I've had them in for five or six hours. The sutures learning curve, as long as I wasn't bleeding, uh, learning curve has let me wear them home and I took them out on my own at home. Uh, the one time with the heart that just had a little bit too much blood and I couldn't keep walking around the dungeon with that because we'd freak people out and then there's the risk of cross-contamination and we didn't want any of that. But normally, because those are little just literally pinprick holes, there's not a lot of blood and I can keep those in. The important thing to remember about those is don't let anybody touch any of those areas unless their hands are gloved. Which is why they got a double escort when I was watching them last night go from the uh, needle area t across the entire fucking dungeon to the photo area. Well, that is, and that's mostly because they had needles. And I'll talk about that in just a second. But yeah, people, and I had this situation where somebody called me over. They wanted to see the suture air, the staple scene that I had done and look at it and went to reach out to touch it and went, oh, that's so cool. And I had to stop them because people are stupid. Yeah. Right? No, why would you even try? Okay. Those are technically considered open wounds and you do not know what they've got on their skin that you don't want introduced into your body. You might have blood. You don't want that being introduced onto them. It's just bad. So but don't yeah, let anybody touch you. Why would somebody want to touch an open wound anyway? What what if they have like some sort of blood I don't, right. shit thing going on? Yeah. People are dumb. People are very, very dumb. Now, when it comes to needles, okay, in needles, the, you're going to have exposed needle tips. Because think about it. The needle's gone through the skin and comes back out. Doesn't, I mean, I did a scene where the needles just got pushed into your body, like literally like a pin cushion. I know, I'm sorry, but I have to say it. 
Um, and no, that's when really I turned. Don't. Yeah, I did. When I turned my ass into a birthday cake. So we took the candles, put them into the needle hub, and then put that into my body. So that went straight up. So there was no exposed needle tips. But typically in a needle scene, the skin it goes into the skin and back out. So you're going to have an exposed needle tip, which is now sharp. So separate from the whole issues of you don't want anybody to touch the area because it's a quote unquote open wound. Now you've got exposed needle tip, which means it's not only a hazard to the bottom, but absolutely everyone else could accidentally get poked with the needle tip. So most of the time, needles are not going to be left into the skin for the amount of time that you would leave your sutures and your staples. And that is a huge reason why at Risqué, they have the double in the hole, make a hole, right? As you come through. And I've done that gauntlet many times. What really cracks me up is I've done the gauntlet to get the picture, come back, learning curve. And I go, yeah, you're okay. Not enough. There's no blood. You're good. And I leave and I still have the stuff on me and nobody's, and nobody's making holes for me anymore. Well, I actually thought they were saying fire in the hole first. Yeah. But that is pretty much it. As far as the subject matter, Dara's still alive and awake. The funny thing is, is to get the supplies, if you are interested, the three best places are a piercing uh, supply place called PainfulPleasures.com, a vet supply place called ShopMedVet.com, where, by the way, they sell the exact same needles that you can get in a human medical supply place for a lot cheaper. And then, of course, your friendly neighborhood kink store, Amazon. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right? Um, again, please, please do not take what you've learned here today and run out and go buy the stuff and do it. Take classes. Find a mentor. Everything that I do, I bottomed for first and I learned in person. And for this particular... These particular kinks, probably more than any other kink, don't try this at home, folks, without an experienced person with you. And that experienced person could be the bottom. In this case, yes. Right? Um, and I've done that. I've, ha- I've worked with the needle top where they were brand new and I was their bottom. And we did it together. But again, they practiced on themselves before they ever practiced on me. I did not practice on myself before I practiced on naughty and nice, but I didn't think it was necessary. I've been the bottom for for needles for a long time since pre-pandemic. So several years. I like how that's like actually a time standard now. Well, it's been two years. I mean, we're and we're at the end of 2020. Yeah. I just think we're coming up, right? It was March 2020. The world closed. Yeah. So we are coming up to almost three years. That's so weird. So yeah, so pre-pandemic is definitely a time frame. If you have more questions, please feel free to send me messages. I will answer to the best of my ability or point you in the right direction. If you need to commiserate with Dara and that this whole episode icked you out, send us those. Dara will appreciate. Yes, I really will. Please let there, who let think, there be people who think and feel like me. I hope this was a fun episode. It was some, it was some a lot of serious medical stuff that really absolutely had to be covered so perhaps this was a little bit more serious than our typical episode. I tried my best I know so did I but I really did want to emphasize how serious this because while putting the needle in yourself is probably not going to kill you the disease that you could have introduced into your body could all right 
So um, am I released now? You're you're released until you have to listen to this for editing purposes. Can you please untie this fucking rope now? <sighs> Fine, I'll let you out. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash podcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.